0: What tabletop RPGer doesn't love dice? I do, and I'm sure you do too. So if you are looking to begin a dice collection, or let's be honest, add to yours, check out Dice Envy. Go through the link in our show notes, and you will be able to find many, many sets of beautiful dice of all different kinds and sizes. When you use the link in our show notes to go to the Dice Envy site, Not only will you be able to shop their entire collection and catalog of various dice sets, but you will also help support this show because a small portion comes our way, which we will then immediately roll back into making this show better for you. So check them out, DiceEnvy.com, or better still, go to them through the link in our show notes.
1: Hey, Stackers. Do you feel like your games are bland and lacking in atmosphere? Well fear not, because if you go to BattleBards.com, you can access a whole host of sound effects and background music that can really spice up your games. BattleBards.com offers a Prime subscription, and if you use our stack code STACK, you can get a 20% discount on this subscription. If you are a Prime member, you have access to a soundboard and editing tools, and the ability to stream sounds. This can be useful for adding like a dragon's roar to a final boss encounter or maybe some ambient tavern music for when your players are at the local inn taking a rest. Check it out at BattleBards.com
2: Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon.
0: Previously on Stack of Dice.
1: As the stone swings around your head, she's she's taken aback visibly. What is that?
3: It just came at me and started circling me, and I feel different.
4: That's Peter's stone. Where did you get that? Um, I think Bash is ignoring completely what she looks like, though, because he's recognized the stone. Absolutely. uh, By the shape. I think all of our stones have a different shape, and I just recognize that as being a shape, although it's a different color.
1: On one of the revolutions, the stone, almost as a figure eight, it passes around your head now just once, and it goes back to circling Farron's head. But in that moment, you felt almost like a... A gentle sigh, almost like Peter had put his hand on you.
4: Peter's not back yet?
1: No, Bash he is not.
4: Okay, le- le- let me know as soon as as soon as he comes back, please.
1: A pained look crosses her face, but she nods.
0: If anything is going to happen, it will happen now, right? Bash nothing's happening.
4: Peter's not coming back, is he? no
0: But you know what? It seems to me like part of him is still here. Look at look at his stone.
1: through Farron's fingers that turquoise glow shines.
0: Do you see
1: it? I do.
4: And then Bash just...
0: <laughs> <laughs> just starts.
4: He just starts bawling.
1: Uh, at evening, an honor guard of Watani warriors has crafted a beer out of wood and cloth, and they gently lift Peter's body onto this stretcher. His katana is held in his hands pointing down towards his feet. He looks stately. He has been cleaned up immaculately. And they conduct him out to where this place has been prepared for him.
0: I think you ought to come with us. I look at her
3: in hesitation, but as I'm hearing this voice in my mind saying, Cazaro, I just know that's where I need to
0: go. Much has been lost already, but there stands to be so much more to gain when we finish and we need to finish. And in order to finish, I think we need you. You have Peter's stone. You have your stone. I think you need to come with us. Tell the Marchioness you're leaving. She'll understand. She will set your affairs in order, but we need to go now. That is what I'll do.
1: Hello, Stackers, and welcome back to another episode of Stack of Dice. I'm Rhett, the DM, and with me is...
0: Meredith as Tira Ironstag.
1: Michael as Womber-Bash Benson, Mum,
0: Catherine as Farron.
1: If you're looking to find us, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at stackodice, and you can contact us by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. And we are going to continue our ongoing 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. Who is ready to tell a story? Me! me. I am- You're at the base of the ladder going up to the airship. So you're kind of staring up. Tira, you have come back down the ladder Mm -hmm. a little bit uh, to basically almost Romeo and Juliet style. You're hanging on the ladder, calling down to her.
0: (laughs) No, I I started to just follow Besh because he just skittered up into the ship and I was going up to him. And then I saw Farron standing there like, what am I supposed to do? I didn't picture myself as hanging from the ladder. I picture myself as coming back down. I see. So you're on the ground with her. her. Okay. Yeah.
1: So... Farron, it is up to you what you do next.
0: I'm
3: going to run over to uh, the, where the marchioness is and ask to seek an audience with her. I don't really know how that works.
1: Sure. She and her retinue, uh, she always has a small bodyguard with her. Hey, so <laughs>
0: Why is he small? <laughs> she has a sweet little bodyguard. You
1: got a problem with small? <laughs> <laughs> She has a small group of soldiers with her, especially during this trying time uh, where there's still a lot of uncertainty. And so she is conferring with them, but she has come out to see Bash and Tira off.
0: Oh yeah, Bash just like skittered off
1: without yeah. even a backward like, glance. Where are are these guys? Well, that's
3: important <laughs> to know because I thought I was gonna have to run like all the way back to you know where she might be. Sure. But she's right there, right?
1: She, yeah, she sees you approaching.
3: Marchioness. I'm sorry.
1: Marchioness. <laughs> it was do a long call, run. <laughs> do
3: I call her Marchioness? Is that what I'm calling her or is there another name? You
1: can call her that. Uh, you can say my lady or uh, that that would probably be a more fitting. Uh, my, la- my lady. My lady. <laughs> my lady. <laughs> my lady. <laughs>
3: All right. My lady. I, I have a request. What is it? I want to travel with Tira and Bash.
1: She pauses for a moment. You can see her face, the bit between her eyes, tightens just momentarily and then clears. And then she puts her hand on your shoulder and guides you away. I think that is an excellent idea. They have been of great use to us, as you know. But I think your being with them can serve two purposes. I've come to rely on you as one of my strong leaders. And so I know that your arm will help keep them safe in their journeys. But I also think there would be a lot of merit to them returning to us someday, maybe when their journeys are over. Perhaps you could be there to guide them back here.
4: That was easy. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, I was expecting I, to have to beg, I don't know.
3: Thank you. I'll definitely make you proud. Please let my family know where I am and uh and tell Layoff when as well. I will. Who's that? Who that? It? Yeah,
2: it's your mom. Layoff, Layoff with when? It's like what?
1: Before you leave, she does arrange with you who your next in command is, and so on, so that you're leaving your chain of command intact and that sort of thing. Is there anything else you require before you leave?
3: No, I already have everything with me. Thank you.
1: Spoken like a true warrior. May the gods of our fathers go with you. And she puts her hand on your shoulder again and says some quiet words in the Watani language, words that leave you with comfort and a sense of peace.
4: How high am I in the airship at this point?
1: The airship is about 100 feet off the ground. Okay. You are on the deck, uh, on the quarter deck.
4: Is Tira within 20 foot of the ladder? Of the ladder? Yeah, up, up to the airship.
1: She's on the ground. I, I, yeah, yeah she's on the ground, ground at, near the ladder. At the
0: base of the ladder. Yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah, she's within 20 feet of the ladder. I'm going to telepathy to, <laughs> to um, Tira. Okay. I'm gonna, and I'm
4: going to say, uh, Tira, are, what's going on? Are we ready to go? And obviously, she can't answer, but... Um, <laughs>
3: yeah. I'm going to walk towards Tira and let her
0: know. It is settled. I'm coming. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Bash is clearly anxious to get underway. He just asked me what the delay was. Great, let's go. I'm just going to turn and start climbing. I shout up, we're on our way right now, Bash.
1: All right. You get up to the deck. Uh, Farron, as you are climbing the ladder, the ground drops away beneath you. How do you do with heights? You okay?
3: I'm fine.
4: Okay. Uh, but it, remember, you've
3: never—you've
4: never, never been on this thing before. I so. mean,
3: so Farron's fearless. I would say, like her attitude is fearless, okay. and and so um, I think it, she's like thrilled by the experience, Great. more than fearful.
1: Perfect. Maybe a little wet on your hands as you're climbing the ladder and getting further away from the ground, but I, I can see you completely buying into it and enjoying it, almost getting a, a thrill out of. Climbing so high into the sky. And at last you get up to the top and are either of you going to help her over or help her onto the deck? Or is it the crew that's going to help her? That's fine.
4: I think it's going to be the crew. Okay. I'm not thinking that along those lines.
1: Okay. Uh, I would
3: think I would just jump right over.
1: Okay. You see some hands offered, but you're just like, no, I got this. <laughs> Sling that leg up and you're on the deck. Now you have the most amazing view that you've ever seen. You grew up on these planes And you're used to seeing them from the back of a horse, but now being 100 feet up into the air and you're seeing these lands from a new perspective, it's amazing. You can see the freshly turned earth below, the evidence of where the army came towards you, uh, trampled grass, mud exposed, the dark gash where Peter's Barrow is, and other burial sites where mass graves have been set up for Watani Fallen. But off to the east and north and south and west of here, the grassland spreads, and you're left with a feeling of being at home.
4: Have we uh, got a better understanding on how to fly this ship? You remember when we first got it, we couldn't like really stop very well, and it, we just didn't really... Is it is it gotten better?
1: The crew has done a little bit of practice. Okay. So while you were training for the battle, uh, since then, it's been a day or two since the battle ended, and so they've they've been moving the ship around.
4: Is there an actual captain?
1: There is. Okay. There is. There are several key staff. There's an engineer who runs the room, the the engine room. Uh, You do have a captain. You have a butler or a steward for the ship who does a lot of the uh, day-to-day running of affairs on the ship. Let's say that the steward's name is Montague Buttleserve. (laughs) (laughs) Montague, <laughs> Buttleser.
3: sir. Montague, Buttleser. sir. Oh,
1: my word. Okay. All right. And so Montague is already giving crisp commands to the staff of the ship. And so there are guides there to get you to your staterooms. And I would like to take just a moment for you to describe how your stateroom is set up oh, on the ship.
3: I'm assuming they already had rooms, right? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: There is one set aside for you, Farron what was set aside for Peter. <laughs> They're scraping the letters off. I know. I right? <laughs> like per- Oh, no, no. Is it
3: actually going to be Peter's
1: room? Well, he was- There's only so many rooms. <laughs> yeah.
4: I'm going to say, I think the room is like uh, five by eight. It's not very big. Uh-huh. Um, at least mine. I don't know about your guys'. It's- I think I got jipped on the room. I'm a 20 by 20. <laughs> yeah, you're right somebody. next to the engine room,
1: right, right next to the elevator. <laughs> um, it's, you
4: know, it's, it's not like it's Baroque style. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's a, it's a nice room. It's, it's wood lined. Um, it's got the essentials. It's got a, um, a bed. It's got a table with a bucket of water and a, and a, and a, and a bowl. Um, it's got a mirror. It's got obviously a window on the one side, whichever, if we're on Porter Starboard side. And, um, place to hold some of our gear, like a chest, I think, is what I've got
1: in my room. I have yeah, like a rope bunk or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. nice, Tira.
0: um, I imagine we ha- we weren't really on the ship very long once between when the summaries bequeathed it to us and took off, and then we hit this battle,
1: yeah, long enough that you had a chance to arrange the room however you like,
0: okay. I'm thinking Tira found herself uh, somehow some kind of a stuffed mattress it's not necessarily on any kind of a frame it's just kind of up against the corner so she's not sleeping straight on the wooden decking maybe she sort of picked this room on purpose because there were a couple of not loose planks but things sort of jutting from the walls where she could mount her axe with her stuffed mattress in the opposite against the opposite wall i don't want that thing falling on my head
1: <laughs> <K-chunk>. yeah yeah <laughs> My alarm clock.
0: <laughs> Tira doesn't really care much about a mirror. I don't know that if there wasn't one already in there, she definitely didn't seek one out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like Bash said, the table with the, with the wash basin and that kind of stuff yeah. hasn't really decked it out much yet, other than mounting her axe on the wall when she's in it.
1: Okay. And we'll say that most of your furniture, with the exception of the chair, which slides into a tight compartment under the table, is bolted down. Absolutely. Uh, to keep it from sliding in rough weather. Farron, is there anything in your Mm -hmm. stateroom that is different or that you want to visualize?
3: So do I really have Peter's room? Yeah. Okay.
1: Peter carved his initials on the table.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think Peter would have had a simple room, right? Um, I think they're
1: all fairly simple at the moment. Although over time, if you want to bring back trophies and deck out your room, like Meredith was saying, mm -hmm. uh, you can do that.
3: I think that there's also uh, bedding on the floor, not hanging like in bashes. And I'm just wondering if there's anything that Peter would have had that he would have left there that I would observe.
1: Um, I would say that maybe Peter left a couple scraps of paper or something. Not he's shrouded with shamb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a boot. <laughs> not with the boot. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, yeah. nothing really that marked it as his.
3: All right, so pretty basic. Yeah, wooden, uh, a mat like strawish mat, I guess. Okay. And a place to put my stuff, little corner. That's
1: Great. It. Okay. And your weapons? How are you? Are you hanging them up like Tira did hers too?
0: There's an umbrella stand in the corner.
3: <laughs> There's a chest in my room, so I put them in there.
1: Okay. The crew, meanwhile, as you're getting settled into your staterooms, the crew is busy. You can hear the footsteps clanging down the hallways and the captain shouting orders. The steward is bustling about in the habitable parts of the ship. Um, he's already pulling up stores to make food ready for the evening.
4: Do do we... Uh, we actually... We still go a little higher to actually travel. We don't stay at 100 feet. Right. Um, and... Do we ever have to rest the ship, is there, or is it perpetually in the air? I mean, I know it's going to be in the air, but you know what I mean. Like, are we going to always be at five hundred feet, or do we ever have to actually allow it to rest? Or there cool were it down some or
1: stipulations something? that I laid out in the episode where you got it, and some of it was it has a, a number of days active, mm-hmm. and then it has some down days, so you can't just go jetting around all of Edelin in other at words, the we, moment. We, we
4: can't get straight to our destination without some time where we have to actually rest the ship.
1: Right. Okay. Right. So you have some elevation limitations as well as distance limitations. Uh, is there anything else you want to do before you make way?
0: Um, before heading to her stateroom, Tira is going to take one last look over the, over the edge to where Peter's grave is.
4: Uh-huh. Bash is going to go check to make sure that they have all the uh, food reserves in the mess hall just to make sure that there's plenty for us to for travel.
1: Okay. Uh, You find Montague, and he is overseeing casks of various dried goods and drinks being brought up. It looks like it is very, very well stocked. Okay,
4: I hope it's not like just grog and (laughs) hardtack.
1: Maybe. Oh, no. No, just kidding. It's, It's a good mix. You have a lot of dried meat, so you have salt Ooh. pork you have okay. bully beef you have fantastic. all sorts of things you had there. me at salted pork <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to do
3: I think Farron wants to stay on deck
1: okay. and look
3: around because it's a view that she's never seen before and it's like all surreal and fantastic like she's embarking on this new adventure and not quite sure what to expect
1: yeah so. where do you want to station yourself for that along one of the taffrails on the side or up front at the prow you're going to go so on the t- <laughs> i'm king of the world <laughs> <laughs>
3: whatever side is facing where her people are as she's as we're moving away
1: it's obvious that the ship is being made ready for <laughs> yeah goodbye goodbye <laughs> goodbye folks you look like little ants <laughs> uh, as the ship has been preparing and and you know the ladder has been pulled up Crowds of Witani on the ground below have gathered and they're in the shadow of the ship. You see hundreds and maybe even thousands of faces upturned and you see them kind of milling about and waving and shouting and the kids are like dancing around the outsides of the of the crowd just enjoying the moment and this wondrous thing that is happening above. Uh, Is there anything you want to say or do or are you just content to watch?
3: I'm just content to watch. I'm still taking it in and just wondering where, where all this is going to lead.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> the afternoon sunlight beats down on you. It's a warm day. Even at 100 feet up, it still feels nice. There's a more pronounced breeze up here, but it's a warm breeze. And the ship begins to slowly creep forward, and it picks up speed. And before you know it, steadying Us fades to the west of you. And you begin to make way.
4: And so obviously the captain knows where we're going. And where are we going?
1: You're going to the country of Kazaro. Kazaro. That was the place that you had identified with Peter's help beforehand. If you want to gather together and take a look at the map. Yes, yeah, so uh, we're here. So you've taken, yeah. you've taken several items of Peter's so that they didn't get buried with him. And one of those was the map mm-hmm. that you were granted.
4: And correct me if I'm wrong, but the areas we've been have been highlighted, essentially. So
1: they have color to them to show that you have been to these places. This is the mystical, magical map that you received in the beginning of this grand adventure. And it fills in slowly as you make progress through the world. Farron,
4: it looks like we're going to have to go around these mountains. We can't get that high, I think. And we might have to cut through here and
1: around uh, to head over to Cazaro, ultimately.
0: Do we know whether this thing will fly over water?
1: You've not flown over water, but a quick inquiry with the staff, with the crew, um, they say that it seems to function just as fine over water. All right. Now, that's not accounting for any possible weather that arises over the water. Right.
3: (laughs) How much land does this map cover? Would I recognize some of it as knowing from my travels, like to the marketplace and all that?
1: You can readily identify the island nation of Rahajmanath to the south. Your travels took you there for sure, for trade. Did you go much beyond that?
3: No, that was the main trade center.
1: Okay. She's never been
4: in this direction though, for the most part, right? Like where we're only around, as far as hitting-
1: right, only as far as the Sea of Grass's borders. Okay. Uh, really, not much beyond that.
3: So it's in a completely new direction for me.
1: Yes. If we ran into no. Troubles, no troubled weather.
4: How long do you think it's going to take for us to get there? Probably a couple of weeks. Mm. Whoa, you're not
1: moving very fast. Uh, I was
4: going to ask you how many knots or whatever. Yeah, I, or,
1: uh, I mentioned it in a in that previous episode. I don't recall what it was. Okay, it wasn't speedy. <laughs> there's no flames on the side of the star, but sailing. it is
4: faster <laughs> than if we were trying to travel by yes. by foot or by horse because we there's no terrain to actually impede us.
1: Right. And right.
3: safer because no one's going to meet us up there.
0: Well, oh, you never know.
1: Yeah. As you are traveling, uh, you know they fill you in a bit about this mysterious Asimerees. Uh, you want to talk to her a bit about him?
0: Well, Farron, uh, I noticed you looking around the deck of the ship. I imagine you have never seen anything quite like this before, have you? No, I have not. But it certainly is a beautiful sight. We're not very familiar with the ship ourselves. Our friend Asimerees who we keep kind of running into when we least expect it. He invented this. It's hard to describe a semaries, really. But chances are we will we'll see him again at some point on this trip. So he's not with us. He's not in the ship. No, mm-hmm. he's not on board anymore. He, uh, he left when he, when he gave the ship over to us. He left because I think he said he was actually working on a bigger and better one bigger and better than this (laughs) evidently
4: but you've seen our horses he made our horses and actually he made our horses from this other ship he made that we would allow us to go underwater i didn't like that one
0: yeah we probably best not to talk about that particular experience (laughs) yeah i would actually kind of forgotten that the clockwork horses were made from the apparatus Mm i would kind of forgotten about that
4: I imagine it's dinner
1: time. We're getting dinner time. I yeah. Imagine. You want to describe what's being served tonight? Ooh.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say we're going to have some salted pork, and we're going to have some hardtack and some grog, and I'm just going to dip my hardtack in the grog to soften it up a little bit, and um, do people know what grog is?
0: I was literally just thinking, what's grog? So.
4: Yeah, back in the day, every sailor used to get, like, their ration of, like, one uh, thing of grog, like, a day or something like that, which was basically, like, a rum mixed with, um, like, a like an ale or whatever. It First of all, you couldn't just drink the water because the water would go bad. Um, water was also not um, purified and stuff like that, too, and you can't drink salt water. So, uh, they had these things and it would keep. Um, mm. And hardtack is basically, like, uh, just a biscuit that's, like, ridiculously hard. Super dense. And, um... But it, it, it sustains you, so um, that's what they used it if. So they would take it maybe and and put dip it in there to soften it up a little bit so they yeah. could actually eat yeah. it. Um, and the
1: longer the voyage went on, the more likely it was that there would be weevils that would grow yes. in the hardtack, yeah. so you would have little Whoa. bugs So it was a constant, out of your constant. it was a
4: constant balance of how much to take and carry on board versus how much of it might go bad or would go bad by the end of the voyage yeah. too. So um, it's actually... It was actually pretty tough to sort of—I mean, they got it down to calculating for, for a while, but still, it was, it was one of these things they had to play with. Yeah. Uh, but the salted pork is awesome.
1: Yeah, and we'll say that the steward, Montague, has his staff pretty well under control, and so they've, they've dressed it up. It's not just a slab of salt pork and hardtack. They've done things to spice it up a little bit.
4: They had this thing called uh, pemmican.
1: Jerky, basically. Yeah, ba-
4: yeah. What they did is they ground it up and they put it into like these cakes or whatever, and uh, so they could eat it. And you could reconstitute it to sort of make like a stew or something like that. Hmm. Um, so I'm sure that'll come up on our on our trip at some point. But what's nice is we can just lower the ship and maybe do us a little bit of hunting or something yeah. like that. Yeah. For some fresh meat. Yeah, That's I was right. just
0: thinking, why do we have to rely on these horrible, horrible <laughs> things to eat? It's not like that. We are out to sea where there's nothing.
4: <laughs>
1: Grief. It's the first meal. After this, it gets better. But I'm so
4: hungry, it's tasting pretty good right about now. Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, you chow down, and by the time you're done, the sun is sinking in the west. The night is pressing in from the east, so you have this nice velvety blue and the first spangles of stars out there. It starts to cool off. The breeze picks up, and uh, it's just lovely to stand there along the rail and see the last lingering red rays of light behind you. And you begin to feel the effects of a busy day. I'm going to bed. Yeah, ditto. Bass, you start to head for your stateroom. Farron, you're close behind, heading to yours. And Tyra, you are left alone at the rail, staring out.
0: I wish Peter were here to see this.
1: And then, you're just going to stay there? or
0: uh, Just to take kind of a, a, a nice long look at the colors in the sunset and one last look back in the direction we came from turn slowly and then, and then head back
1: alright you settle down in your individual rooms and Farron you are just about to drift off to sleep on your little pallet there in the corner when there's a light tinkle of music and then a glow seems to emanate from the chest across the room
3: Mm. so I'm going to uh, go over to the chest is the music coming from the chest or from it seems to be
1: everywhere uh, but the light itself is from the chest
3: okay so I go over to the chest and cautiously open it
1: the lid lifts and inside you can see a gentle aura of your purplish color surrounding the coiled whip And the axe. The music seems to intensify as you lift the lid. You want to describe what your weapons look like?
3: They look awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So my whip looks really cool right now because my whip is bladed about three-fourths of the way. What do you mean from by the tip too? So there's like uh, bladed scales sticking out, almost so woven like, uh, into the leather. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I just imagine this light is traveling down that that metal, and really illuminating that. It doesn't look like like a light sword or a lightsaber or anything like that, but it kind of has that glow. Okay. And the same would go for. Uh, my hand axes where the, the metal itself is illuminating it and it's changing the whole way that, that it looks, the, the leather binding and everything looks completely different with the yeah, light.
1: Neat. Uh, and there's something special about your axes. You want to describe that?
3: The hand axes are, are made to fit together as well as be, be used uh, separately. And when they, they link together, it's a seamless connection between the two and it enlarges the, the length of the blade and uh, makes it one longer blade than yeah. the two separate hand so axes. So your
1: two hand axes become a single battle axe, but you can split them into two separate hand axes and use them for two-handed fighting. Neat. All right, so you see the whip coiled and the intricate battle axe, and the music around you swells to a crescendo. A warmth flares under your fingertips. The pale stones on the whip's handle glint in the rotating turquoise light of your starstone as it revolves slowly about your head. Then as one hand wraps around the handle of the whip and the other the haft of your axe, music flows into you even as it flows out. Images of your past swim before your eyes. You see your father, your mother. Your nose wrinkles with the memory of learning to tan leather. Your arms ache with the repeated motion of scraping skins to get them ready for drying. Your heart swells with the pride of your first piece as your mother wraps you in her arms. Your head rings with the sound of practice as your army trainer, Leofwin carefully adjusts your sword position with a gruff, there, Witana, like this. And for a very dark moment, your heart swells with fear as you relive the worst of the terrible battle that you just lived through. In a moment, you've swept through the course of your life, and as the light subsides, you feel an invisible thread binding you to both your whip and your axe. You are now bound to these two weapons.
3: I can just imagine if it was a movie, it would zoom in on my face and I, you know, mm-hmm. with the eyes wide <laughs> and like my hair is blown back yeah. during this whole process. And all of that happens in split second. I think it's kind of cool.
1: Additionally, the music now seems to stop sounding from around you. And the door that had creaked open inside of you when you first had the stone come into contact with you now seems to just slam open. And music courses through you. It seems to rust to your fingertips, to your toes. And you now feel like you're just crackling with this powerful energy inside of you.
4: I don't like want trying to, to keep sleep this after to that?
1: myself. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I want to run over and tell them what's happened.
1: You start to... Because how
3: do I just sit there and be like, oh, okay, I'm going to bed now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You get up and your steps seem to feel just super light beneath you. You feel like you're almost not even touching the floor when suddenly you hear a shuffle in the hall and the sound of somebody crying.
3: That took a turn I wasn't expecting. While I continue to open up the door...
1: To your right, down the hallway, you hear a wail.
3: I follow it. Try to find out what's happening.
1: It leads toward the steps that lead up to the quarterdeck. From outside, you can see the night sky, and you hear motion out on the quarterdeck.
3: I continue.
1: Up on the deck, you find yourself out in the moonlit night. You're looking all around to see where this wailing is coming from. It seems to subside as soon as you step out onto the deck, when from the corner of your eye to the right, you see a ghostly figure standing at the rail, looking over. And as you stand there, transfixed, watching this figure, it seems to be wearing Watani armor. With a sudden jerk, the figure stands up, rotates slightly, and you see a ghostly arrow embedded in it, and it falls over the edge of the ship. (gasps) More screaming and crying comes from all around you now, as ghostly figures seem to rise out of the deck, and then you hear sobbing, and more wailing coming from the dark passageway that you just came from.
0: So it's like all the dudes who just died in battle are haunting the ship.
1: Hands are reaching (laughs) up out of the floorboards of the deck, and you see heads appearing as they push themselves up out of the wood.
0: Okay. Tira! Won't refresh! Uh, sh- I was just going to say, does Tira hear this moaning?
1: <laughs> Roll me a perception check, both of you. Uh, With 50. disadvantage, because she is out on the deck. You were down in your stateroom.
0: Oh, okay. Hang on. Well. Seven. Uh, 17.
1: Tira, you hear a faint noise. Maybe you left your porthole slightly ajar. Uh-huh. Um, it sounds like Farron's voice.
0: Farron? Uh, what? I'm going to... Go to go to the door of my room, open it, and kind of stick my head out, look up and down the passageway.
1: You hear shuffling, and then suddenly there's this horrible wailing sound that seems to come from your left.
0: Farron? and I'm going to uh, my axe, and I'm going to run, and grab my axe off the wall, and sprint down to the down to in the direction of her.
1: Womber wheel. bashes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clearly.
1: You're heading in the direction of the whale? Yes. That's opposite the direction of the quarter deck. Just so okay, you know. all right. okay, okay.
0: I'm, I'm I don't know why I would go the opposite direction. So I don't so. know anything about military
3: stuff. Is call to arms would be an appropriate thing to say if you're trying to tell people to sure. come?
0: Okay. Tira Womber Call to Arms. Do I hear that?
1: You hear her voice, but it sounds very muffled.
0: Can I I mean, does my directional sense of hearing indicate that it's the other way of the way I've started going?
1: Yes, but it sounds like it's very, very distant.
0: What is happening?
1: Forms begin to emerge from the walls around you. Around me? Around you, Tira.
0: What? Bash! Bash! I'm gonna... Is he? I'm not near his door, am I?
1: A hand reaches... For you, and it passes through you. You feel a blood-curdling chill pass through you as uh-huh. the hand.
2: Bash, bash.
1: Why don't you roll one more time, Bash? She's closer, so you can do this regularly. Natural twenty. <laughs> Daddy twenty. You are up and on your feet before you even know that you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: gonna uh, tear open the door and look down both sides of the corridor.
1: Okay. Uh, You see Tira standing transfixed. She seems to be standing, staring into the darkness. Or into the the dimly lit hallway. And Farron's door is ajar. I'm going to run over up to Tira. Tira, are are you okay? Now that you are there by her, you can see these ghostly forms. They seem to be coming up from the floor, from the decking. They seem to be coming out of the bulkheads. They're just reaching for you. You can hear them moaning, you can hear them wailing. Can I focus on one and telepathy with the ghost? Sure. Okay, I'm 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 gonna look at focus on one of them and say,
4: who are you? What are you doing?
1: It shifts out of sight. It seems to almost like a shimmer. It fades back into the wall. Farron, we're back to you out on the quarter deck.
3: I start moving back towards the passage to try to find out where is Tira and Wombrabash. Did they even hear me?
1: Okay. Yes. Uh, now that you make your way back down the stairs and to this stateroom hallway, down at the distant end, you can see Bash and Tira standing there. They seem to be moving slowly.
3: Question. My stone is still around my head. Yes. Is it giving off light? Yes. And then as well as my weapons at this point?
1: Yes. The, okay. Your weapons appear to be giving off a straight purple or like the, the, the color you described, yeah, the right. maroonish Maroon purple, purple color.
3: Okay. No, I was just- Okay. <laughs> Just checking I just, because I was just thinking, you know, are they going to see me? Be able to see me down? I'm the thinking our or-
0: backs are to her at this at
3: the, back, at the moment. Yeah,
1: you're looking opposite the direction she's coming from, but like I said, they seem to be moving slowly. You can see them gesturing, and Bash's hand is coming up almost at
3: like out of time, like that slowly. Like
1: I don't know what that is, but. <laughs> <laughs> But like, uh, like bullet time in The Matrix, where he's he's okay. just moving super slowly. I'm moving my hand very slowly, but he's he's trying to point in one direction, and you're oh. you're just seeing this all unfolding very very slowly.
0: Weird. Why? Am
1: and I then beyond I like them, <gasps> there's a sickeningly green glow coming from down at the far end of the passageway, and then cackling.
3: Tira Wamberbash, look out in front of you. What is that?
1: They continue to move at that same agonizingly slow pace.
3: Are we I'm out of sync with them for some reason? They can't so they can't hear me.
1: Right.
0: Oh, so remember he's when I was out in the corridor and I heard your voice, but he said it was like muffled and super far away and junk. And there are still <gasps> these ghostly figures
3: coming at me yes. too along yeah, the way. They
1: they are now gathering around you. I, I'm you're down in the passageway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are at the top of the stairs, and some of them are starting to drift down toward you.
3: So I want to take a swing at them with, with with my wit, but I don't know. I've never seen ghosts before, have I? My character, or is this like a, a
1: normal thing?
3: Yes. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs>
1: never, ever seen anything like this. Of course, the Witani have stories of supernatural things, and you've always, yeah, whatever, <laughs> taken them with a grain of salt. This is chilling to you.
4: Is she the only one that sees the green cackling thing? At the moment, yes.
3: So at any point, I'm going to defend myself with my my weapons. If I have to fight my way through, I'll fight my way through to get to them because I want to get to them.
1: Yeah, you make your way to them, no problem. As you move forward, the ghostly figures shimmer out and then shimmer back. So they're they're not really doing anything? They're not really doing anything, but you have a feeling of malevolence from behind you. That ghostly greenish sickening color... Is just beyond Tira and Bash.
0: Oh man.
3: I want to reach them and put, put put my hand out and touch them then. Does that make any difference?
1: Tira, you feel a great weight laid upon you and it seems to linger for a long, long time. Like on my shoulder or on your shoulder.
4: Is she scared? Like not scared, but is she like just stiff and like looking in one direction? Is she moving? Right at Tira? All?
1: Yeah. You're both moving at regular speed to yourselves. Mm. Oh, okay,
4: yeah. okay, okay, okay. Okay, good.
1: Tira, uh, what's going
4: on? What are these things?
0: I've never seen anything like this. Um, I don't know that my axe is going to be any good against...
4: I'm going to reach my hand yeah. out and like, like run my hand through one of them, and like you said, it's just like a vapor. That's right.
0: One of them, one of them did touch me, and it was horrible. I don't know what to do.
4: I'm, when you mean touched you, like you actually felt it, or because I can't touch any of these things. It went...
0: Through me. I've never felt so cold. It was awful.
1: Farron, the green thing seems to drift toward Bash and Tira. And um,
3: we can't see the green thing? Correct. Okay. This is so weird. I want to jump out in front of them. I thought you said they were kind of crouched down. To me, are they crouched down? They
1: weren't crouched, but they were standing in the middle of this passageway between the staterooms.
3: I'm going to jump out in front of them and keep calling for them. Tira, bash Tira!
0: Why can't you hear me? Can I hear her now? Is it with her in front of me?
1: You hear a very low rumbling noise, but it doesn't mean anything to you.
0: What was that? Did you hear that, Bash? What is happening right now?
1: I don't know. Where's Farron?
0: I don't know. I, I thought I heard her earlier. That's why I came out into the hallway.
4: Are you okay here? I'm going to run out into the, under the deck and see if, if anybody else sees these things.
0: Don't, don't leave me. All right. Tira is kind of freaking out at this moment. Okay. Um,
4: right. well, let's go together.
0: Because, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but the idea that, you know, an axe, I think based on the, when it touched her and it just kind of went through her, uh, did, she's deducing that they're not physical things that she can whack away at. And since that's, that's when she... That's what I do.
4: Yeah. Do we see her mom when her mom comes out, or is it only her that sees her? Only her. Does it remind you of your mom, or can you call your mom out to say, hey, get these things?
0: I have to be in a rage and attack something.
4: What if I slapped you?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's happening. So much is going on right now. I take a, a chance that maybe touching them with my glowing axes might lull them out of this they they
1: continue to move in that super slow motion but now just a few paces away you see a ghostly figure floating above the floor she has greenish hair that seems to flow with an intangible wind and the sunken face looks at you and beckons with one bony finger and then it turns and drifts on down the hallway toward the aft of the ship. So toward the back of the ship.
0: It feels like that you and I are kind of caught in a spell or something and we can't do anything. Yeah, because let's, like l- to us, we feel like we're doing things normal but when she's outside of it and she's like, we're all like.
4: Yeah, so let's, let's head on the deck to see if any of the crew are experiencing this junk.
1: Okay. You I think had, you're going to have to drag me. You head sure. out to the deck. or Yeah, you start to go, Bash, and then you realize Tyr is not All right, moving. so I'm going gonna,
4: I'm gonna to grab her by you know, her arm and just like, kind of you know, drag her yeah. along with me. I can
1: see you stumbling along mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm. first few steps, mm-hmm. and then as your warrior sensibilities kick in, you realize, oh, my, i got to get out of here. Got to get out of here. Yeah. And so you head out onto the deck.
4: I'm going to look around. It's, uh, do I see any of the crew? You don't. Wow. But there's more ghosts out here, though.
1: They're all around. They're surrounding... The deck.
4: I'm going to focus on one of them again and just, you know, telepathy them. Say,
1: what are you doing? There's no response. You don't feel like your words have grasped onto another mind.
0: Semmeries might have mentioned the ship was haunted hey, before hey, he left hey, it uh, no, <laughs> one, no one's
4: steering the ship right now? Ever. I mean, there's got to be somebody on watch at least or something.
1: Yeah, you don't see anything. Literally no wow. one.
0: We're having a communal nightmare. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what to make of this. And I'm not really sure what Farron would do. I mean, I would try to attack it, but if it's moving away from me. It's it's beckoning you to follow it. That doesn't mean that Farron would follow it. Right. In fact, I would dare to say that she wouldn't. Well, someone's got to go somewhere because <laughs>
0: we're not making any progress here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> A voice seems to come from the very wood around you. Come, friend of Leifling.
3: Okay, so that changes my mind. And I go to follow.
4: These, uh, do we notice that these uh, ghosts look like the Watani people, basically?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, they all look like Watani. Uh, and in fact, some of them look very familiar to you, Bash, as the soldiers who were on board the ship during the battle. Tira, the- these people look Watani. Look. Look at them. Are these
4: ghosts?
0: I I don't know. They do look like the Watani. It's almost like a ghoulish reenactment of this battle. This is horrifying. We, we, we,
4: we need to find we need to find the captain or the crew and, and Farron. Let, let's
0: where is everyone? Let's go
4: back under let's go back below deck.
1: Farron, the greenish glow seems to stop in a room at the end of the hall. And as you enter the room, you said you were following, you see a central arrangement. Uh, It's almost like a a glassed-in tube that goes from floor to ceiling. And inside, there are several crystals that seem to be the same material as the star stone. The light inside fluctuates. uh, And it seems to go from a, a pulse to suddenly just little erratic pulses, and then back to a more steady... And inside you can see that there's a collection of clearish white crystals. And th- these, are, these are big. These are like a foot, two feet long shards of this star stone. And a couple of them are purple, like a darker color. That is all you see at the moment, aside from the greenish figure who now turns and she screams at you.
3: Like a banshee scream? Oh boy. Cause Farron knows about banshees and I was kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh,
3: wow. <laughs> no. <gasps> <gasps> wait, 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 I think I can, um, <laughs> I can use one of my things to do a uh, re-roll a saving throw using Indomitable.
1: Oh, is that what that's for? Yeah. Let's take a quick look. What? Oh.
3: What
2: is
1: that? It's a fighter feature. Indomitable. Beginning at ninth level, you can re-roll a saving throw that you fail. Oh, if you no. do so, you must use the new roll, and you can't use it again until you finish a long rest. Okay, so,
4: so don't roll another one.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Three. Okay. I want the table to be flattened out next time.
1: <laughs> roll a d4. Oh, buddy. Oh,
3: wow. Three. (laughs) We're not doing well, guys. (laughs) We can re-record, right, with new roles.
1: Fear like you have never known in your entire life crashes into you. You feel as though you want to rip off your skin and just run screaming through the wall and pitch yourself out of this floating ship of nightmares. Instead, you find yourself screaming and lurching into the wall uh, clawing at it with your fingers in a desperate attempt to find the easiest way out of this room. And you also feel that's this is far too strong. Do it, do it, do, <laughs> it. do it, man, do it, do it.
3: No, I'm gonna die. You guys, I had to find <laughs> another character.
1: How old did you say you were?
3: 32. <laughs> what are you doing what to me?
1: You have just aged in the moment of. Of that scream, you have aged an additional thirty years. You're sixty <laughs> two. I look good. <laughs> yeah, you had light brown hair. It is now a yellowish white, so your your entire hair has turned white.
0: Okay, do we hear her frantic screaming and scrabbling at the walls? When
1: the scream happens, it seems like whatever was holding you shatters. And now you hear the panic sounds of somebody in intense terror. Let's listen to that. What? Let's go. Let's go.
0: I think that might be Farron.
1: She sounds too old to be (laughs) 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 Farron. Old crone. (laughs) Can you tell us where Farron is? (laughs) All right. You rush down the stairs. Uh, Clatter, clatter, clatter. Your axe is out. Bash, I don't have any weapons. Yeah, just, you're just running into. Yeah. You run down the passageway. You can hear frightened gasps and the sound of fingernails clawing at wood.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, axe the door.
1: There is no door here. It's just like oh. an archway into the room. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. I thought she had gone in, into a room.
1: Yeah, she's in a room, but it's just an archway. to Oh, get well, into I'm, the room.
0: S- I guess I'm gonna run into. You the arch burst then. into the
1: rooms. You both come sliding in, and you see a horrible sight. You see this old woman, and she is hurling herself at the wall. Who is that?
3: <laughs> Sorry. Wait. So I'm only sixty two. <laughs> I, was, I was literally thinking, and sixty two. So I'm not decrepit. You're, m- you're not I'm decrepit. Not wrinkly and s- right.
1: But when they're expecting to see Farron, perhaps, and they see somebody with like white Farin's hair. Mom. Not, not to mention, yeah. we
4: don't have electricity, so it's right. like dimly lit. Yeah. So that. you have
1: that weird pulsing light from the center yeah. tube of the room. And then you see this glowing ghostly figure floating. She, she turns to you when you come bursting into the room with a very satisfied looking expression on her face.
4: Oh my word. I'm going to come in and I obviously I already said, who is that? Um, I'm going to look at that thing. Do I instantly know that there's, uh, it's an evil.
1: There is an undeniable sense of evil pervading this. I'm going to
4: mind thrust. Go for it. Uh, just, just so we're clear. Um, the target must succeed on an intelligent saving throw or take 1d10 psychic damage. So I'm just going to crouch down a little bit and my arms kind of go down a little bit and I just I push forward with my head because I'm looking right at it and I do a mind thrust.
1: I rolled a 17 and then that's not including... Yes, you you saved. <laughs> All right, now do I take damage still, half damage, or is it just... No, that's it. Okay. And I'm also going to do... Hmm, close. You do that. Tira, you get one free action.
0: Okay. Does she appear as ghostly as everything else, or does she appear solid?
1: She's a different color. The ghosts that you saw out on the quarter deck and along the passageway were more whitish. She is a seafoam green.
0: But still translucent.
1: Yes, very much so. You can barely see. She has drifted toward the back or to the, to the starboard side of this room. She's hovering there, calculating what her next move will be. Oh, goodness. Should we be rolling for initiative? We will do that next. Okay. Yeah. You burst into the room, okay. surprising so her effectively.
0: Yeah, we have surprise or whatever. All right. Well, I guess um, from just the stunning and unusual nature of the, the series of events so far, without really thinking about it, Tiara is just going to run, rush forward. With her great axe and take a swing, I guess. Here we go. Okay. Buddy. Which means I'm going to be close to her. Yikes. Well, it's a 20. That is a hit. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You launch yourself across the room.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Your axe is trailing behind you until you get within an axe's swing and you just... Yeah. Swing it forward. Go ahead. So
0: it's a hit? It is a hit. Okay. Nice. (laughs) I hit the wall behind her as my axe swings <laughs> through her body. Uh, so eight.
1: You feel your axe drag slightly as it passes through the ghostly figure. And it's almost like the body separates where the axe goes through and then just heals back together after it passes through. You barely felt any resistance. Yeah. There is a a ghostly sigh. And then she focuses her glittering eyes on you. Oh, buddy. Let's roll for initiative. <laughs>
0: Fourteen.
1: Ugh! <laughs> I rolled a two. <laughs> I rolled I'm a not nine.
3: Using other dice, I rolled twelve.
1: Okay, um, so a total of fifteen. Yes. Farron, you go first.
3: Have I come to?
1: You're frightened. A frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is within line of sight, and it is. The creature cannot willingly move closer to the source of its fear. You keep glancing over your shoulder where you know this thing is. You can do a ranged attack, or you can try and flee the room, but you cannot move closer.
3: Right, but i'm I'm not clawing at the walls anymore. right. I'm kind of that,
1: that was just the initial effect. Okay. Uh, you're still terrified, but uh, you have the opportunity to take an action.
3: I want to pick up my weapons. Okay. Because I guess I dropped them to start clawing at the wall. And I'm going to grab those. Am I close enough to take a swing with my whip
1: Uh, at that distance? She's a little bit further away than the 10-foot reach of your whip. Now, you do have spells.
3: I pick up the weapons and turn around to face her. No, I can't. Can I face her? You can face her. Yeah, you can face her. You can't move closer. Okay, I turn around and I face her. I realize she's too far for my whip. And so I um, can I one action take my As a bonus
1: action you can split your hand axes.
3: Okay, I want to split them and throw them both.
1: Okay, so go ahead and roll to see if you hit. It's twenty. Yep.
3: <laughs> Four. Oh, um
1: the middle one. Six. So ten. Ten. That is a miss. Yeah, roll again. Nice. yes the second one passes through her the first one thuds into the bulkhead to her right the second one passes right through her
3: six plus two nice and i already used my bonus action so i can't pull i can't call any of those back right to me. but
1: next turn you can and now is that the end of your turn Are you gonna move it all no, I can't. Okay, well, you can you, move towards you, us. Uh, oh, you can move toward Bash. But All right, not I'm, sorry, well, having that's a true. hard
3: time imagining where I am in relationship to them. So yeah,
1: we're having to do this theater of the mind so that it plays on the podcast. Mm-hmm.
3: All right, so I'm gonna move. I, I am gonna move back because I'm still afraid. So
1: okay, now at the end of your turn, you can do a you can do a wisdom saving throw to try and get over the frightened effect.
3: Nineteen.
1: Okay. Somehow the act of throwing your axe restores your confidence. Seeing that it flinched when the axe went through it makes you realize, we can't hurt it. And so you shake off that feeling of terror and you realize, okay, I'm back on firm footing. You
4: also realize you're 62
1: years old. <laughs> yes.
3: i battle yeah. mode.
1: Yeah, your, your outstretched <laughs> but, arm. But, but
3: I'm wait, like, whoa. is <laughs> <gone." laughs>
1: <laughs> Good, all right. And it is Tira's turn
0: quite disconcerted by the fact that you said I didn't feel much resistance. I'm having a hard time reconciling that I felt almost nothing but it did separate in front of my eyes and come back together. Did I see evidence that my strike hurt it like in its inner face or There
1: was a a noise and that was the only indication that you had that anything happened. she did
4: turn to Tira though with her gaze though right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) I guess I could go into a rage.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, just because after that first swing and realizing this is this is a different kind of fight and I don't like this whole situation and I will go ahead and do that. I mean, I could stick my helm of telepathy on and be like, "So why are you? What's your motivation for doing this to us?" <laughs> or, I mean, the only other thing, the only new thing I have is I could throw Peter's cloak. A protection around me just to give me a, a quick a little boost to my armor class did and you grab I, that
1: on your way out of your room
0: see, that's the thing unless yeah. I, I had it on me I was
1: sleeping in it yeah
0: um, that I, wouldn't make any sense yeah, so it's up to you all right now I guess I'm just gonna go into a rage then enter rage mode and swing again I guess it's a good thing I did uh, that's a 16
1: that's a hit okay <laughs> <laughs> So you rolled a two. <laughs> no, I rolled a six. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So I remember to add my rage damage.
4: <laughs> Max.
0: Max. So that's uh, 20 points of damage.
1: <laughs> okay. You give the mightiest heave to your axe that you've ever done before. No joke, I did. And it's so disappointing when it just sails through her. No
0: kidding. It's not even satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> I swing so hard, Nicholas, I just spin around 360. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Woo! laughs>
1: she shifts backwards slightly and then comes back forward with her bony claws extended and her teeth bared. Mm-hmm. Good hit. Thanks. Bash, it is your turn.
4: Okay, I'm going to uh, just take a step back and um, not really literally back up, but just take a, just plant my feet mm-hmm. again. And I'm going to do energy beam. You have to succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Oh, boy. I rolled a five. That is a fail. Total of six. I'm going to choose uh, lightning. So I'm going to... Um, my eyes are going to glow. Uh, n- not as intensely as like the last time I used it when I was in giant form, but basically my eyes are going to glow and I'm just going <sighs> to open up my mouth and lightning is going to shoot out. Okay. <laughs> that's not a happy Oh, no, look. no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I rolled the wrong dice. Oh, thank goodness.
1: <laughs> now you can roll even lower. Okay, that's better. <laughs> uh, 12 points of damage the lightning chars the wood behind her. Okay. I was afraid of that. She doesn't seem to be all that phased by it. But did it do anything? It did. Okay. Okay. The lightning punctured a hole in her. And again, it just fades back in after the lightning passes through. Mm. And now it is her turn. The ghost screams out. You oh. stole my father's heart. And she's looking at your direction, Farron. I know who it is. He should grieve me still, but you have taken my place as daughter. Mm. And no. with that, she swings her head at Tira. <laughs> Isn't is like that face you made? <laughs> and then dives into you. Oh, no! What? Tira. Mm. Saving roll through. a charisma saving throw oh
0: great charisma is like my lowest thing no intelligences Woo-hoo. <laughs> 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 oh no uh 14
1: there is a an ice cold feeling inside of you oh, my word. and with your rage you just
2: no okay
1: and it's like, there's, uh, you know how it, that movie effect where somebody like shakes and like this cloud of dust comes off of them? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happens. This, this greenish glow poofs around you and then reforms into the ghost and she screams with rage that you have managed to keep her from possessing you.
0: That was close, friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> uh, let me make sure of something here. doesn't say if it's an action or a bonus action.
0: What, her attempt to possess me?
1: Yeah. Now, it says she can stop the possession as a bonus action. So I may I may say that it's a bonus action. With that, then, she is going to clamp her hand down around your wrist. What's yeah. your armor class?
0: 16.
1: Okay, that's going to hit.
3: I'm going to die like this first battle. You're not going you, to
4: You've not taken any damage at all.
0: I know, right? Because Nothing she can. hasn't moved yet. She's moving right now and she's attacking
4: me. But one thing's for sure that you don't know yet: if she attacks anybody other than Tira,
0: yeah,
1: her mom is.
0: Yeah, because I hit her on my last turn, my ancestral protector is now circling. Yeah,
1: we didn't say that, so your mother has drifted out of your accent, right. and she's almost like dancing with this ghost, trying yeah. to trying to prevent Not you. Not my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So a total of 17 points of necrotic damage. What does Whoa. that even mean? So you take a, a full 17. It, you don't have resistance. Oh, I don't have,
0: yeah, my rage right. damage. Got it, got it, got
1: it. Uh, let's say that your wrist actually turns black under this grasp. Yeah. It
4: blistered. I imagine it hurts too,
1: doesn't it? Yeah, it hurts, don't it? it hurts, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, it is back to Farron. Farron, it is your turn. You're no longer frightened.
3: Do something! Yeah, no joke. It's just Anything. that I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> After I hear her say that, I know who it is.
1: Yes. You know it is Alfled, that is Leofwyn's daughter. And he only mentioned her in passing a couple of times. You're we will revisit this in another special episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're giving your backstory. This is backstory. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so for now, suffice it to say that you realize that this is the daughter of the man who trained you to be a warrior, and it is your turn, Farron.
3: Like, I know. I know. <laughs> I just don't know what to do, and I'm thinking, oh, is it going to make any difference at all to me? I, I don't think so, because like you said, I know that she has, she, she's trying to, to kill us. So
4: I'd be like, you were like already dead when like he trained me. So I'd be like for
3: real, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. I just. I grab, I'm going uh, to, I instinctively want my axes back.
1: Yeah. Playing through this, you think, oh no, I just threw my axes away. And your hands just rise up and a purplish glow surrounds your hands. And then with a with a pull back toward yourself with your left hand and then your right. The first, well, both axes detach from the wood. And with wondering eyes, you just see... The two Get axes out of here. jump back to your time. hands. That's right.
3: right. All right. I'm gonna take one axe and just like throw it back at her. Uh-huh. Throw the one where my, my whip is on my right side. So I throw it from my right hand, the axe that's in my right hand. Uh-huh. And and drop and grab immediately my whip.
1: Okay. So now you have an axe in your left hand and your whip in your right hand. Good. Go ahead and roll to see if you hit with the axe throw.
3: That would be four plus six.
1: Okay, again, you just send your axe over the ghost's shoulder, but this now this is
3: you- due to the aging process. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Reflexes are a little slower. your mind
1: is sharp, but your yeah your <laughs> your physical attributes have suffered. Uh, do you want to move at all? Moving would at least put you within whip range.
3: Yeah, I want to do that. So okay. whatever is advantageous for me in whatever way, because there's still this co- center column in the middle of the room, yes. right? Yes. That uh-huh. we're kind of dancing around. Yep.
1: Taking a step forward, why don't you give me a perception roll?
3: Yeah. Well, that's better. 14.
1: Okay. As you step next to that, that glass tube in the middle of the room, you can see that a couple of the crystals seem to have been unseated. They seem to be shifted out of place.
3: Are they matching my color?
1: None of them match your color. Some are oh. glowing white. Some are glowing that kind of deeper purple color. So not quite your maroonish glow that you have on your starstone. Yes, you definitely see that some of them have shifted out of place. Tira,
0: what can do? That's all I got. Which wrist did she grab? I will roll. Okay.
1: A one or a two was your left. A three and a four is your right.
0: Okay. Uh, She grabbed
1: your left wrist.
0: Okay, good. And here's the thing. So even though I'm raging, because that was a different kind of damage, right? Yes. I feel this searing on my wrist and she's going to kind of, ah, and shake that wrist off and then look up at that ghost with just bloodshot eyes and spit dripping off her teeth. And here we go. Nice. Uh, 23.
1: That's a hit. (laughs) Don't forget your extra attack too. Oh, that's right. You didn't take it last time.
0: I didn't. Well, you.
4: Another max, max damage. damage,
0: twenty points of damage,
4: and you get
1: another one,
0: and I get another one. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> twenty four.
1: <laughs> Tira, I think we
0: should just assume from now on that I hit. Is and... just going to die. <laughs> I'm gonna die.
1: Yes, Tira.
0: Why am I gonna die?
1: <laughs> You're too powerful. <laughs> like, Almost t- max damage. <gasps>
3: i'm bringing new dice next time
1: <laughs> you swing your axe and swing it again there's a f- there's a front swing there's a back swing and and you just you are leaving ghostly trails of green in this room it's a good thing she's not flesh and blood because that would be spattered everywhere it would just be- <laughs> you have ectoplasm all over the yeah. place
0: i'm gonna say that th- i mean Tira is just getting angrier and angrier, even though I'm hitting, because I do not like this unsatisfying feel of just whiff, whiff, even though it looks like I'm dealing damage. So that's, I'm going to explain my awesome rules that way. Yeah, fantastic. Super, super angry.
1: Womber Bash, it is yours. Do you want
4: to move? Why? (laughs) I am going to Mind Thrust. So uh, you'll have to succeed on a intelligent saving throw. I fail. Okay.
1: I think that's the first time a mind thrust has worked. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's not true. 16 points of damage. What type of damage is
4: it? It's um, psychic damage.
2: Hmm.
1: The ghost screams and puts her hands up to her head. Nice. Now she is going to... Come on. All right. She is going to dive towards you.
4: Okay. Which is awesome because that means her mom is going to... Attack her later.
1: No, she would She would impose disadvantage on a, on a physical attack. This is oh, not a physical attack. I see. Roll a charisma saving throw. I have no chorizo, so this is going to be bad. Oh, seventeen. Blast! Same thing. You shake, and she comes tumbling out of you as well because of my stench she's like I, I can't i can't do this with this guy <laughs> she, she gags a little bit <laughs> okay so now she is next to you okay uh, she has drifted away from tira and in your direction but now she's next to you and now she's going to reach out with both hands and grab you around on both sides of your face now she will have disadvantage on this attack okay does a nine hit It does not. Okay. So no necrotic damage? No necrotic damage. Yeah. Yeah, I can see through this that your mom, who we've always described as being ghostly green also.
0: Oh, yeah, that's
1: true. Is wrapped around her. And so they're they're like tussling with each other. Yeah. She's like, who's this chick?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I have seen lightning from him. Yes. That didn't work.
4: It did. Well, you don't know. It went through her and hit the wall, but it still did damage to her, but we don't. I see. I, okay, so I thought
3: there was something that you did that didn't work.
4: I, I tried to mind thrust at one time. The first uh, attack, mm. it didn't, it didn't, it didn't hit.
1: She saved against that. But then the second time, it did hit. Okay, and that got the most visible reaction out of everything.
3: So I have one axe in my left hand, one whip, whip in my right, right hand. Hands. For my action, I'm gonna crack my whip at her.
4: Okay, go for it. Be careful, because if you roll a one, I'm
1: right next to her.
3: And I might roll a one. Uh, Okay, so that's a six plus seven.
1: That is a hit. Oh, yay. Your bladed whip slices forward. There's that crack as the sonic boom happens at the end of the whip. That's actually what that crack is. And go ahead and roll for damage. You tickle her <laughs> with your whip.
3: I scratched but it, her nose for that plus, her. It's that plus though. Which, it's one plus three. Like,
1: so four damage. Yeah.
3: So I'm going to use- uh,
1: You can attack again with the whip.
3: I just whip her again.
1: Yeah. Whip it good.
3: Right. So actually I'm going to throw my other- Okay. My X.
1: Okay. So with your left hand, you reach back and you just sling it forward, handle overhead. Ooh. What
3: is it? 15?
2: That is a 15, yeah. Oh yeah, That
1: is a hit. a hit. Yep. Okay. Bam. All right.
3: And then it's going to be five plus two, seven.
1: It passes through her and shudders into the wood next to the other axe. If you want to use a bonus action, you can call both of them back, but you'd only be able to catch one of them. Has the other one hit you in the face? <laughs> yeah. Course, oh, oh, I caught it all right.
3: <laughs> so I do, on my bonus action, I do pull one of them back with okay. my left hand. Okay, gotcha.
1: All right, that's a handy feature. Yeah, that's dope. It is handy. Tira.
0: All right, is there any indication, like is there anything about her that looks close to defeat? You know what I'm saying? Like does she look worried or angrier than usual or anything at all?
1: She maybe looks a little bit wispy around the edges, but Mm. nothing that really, you've never dealt with anything like this before.
0: All right, and she moved away from me though to possess bash. Can I get to her and still attack at yes. the same uh-huh. thing? Okay this
1: room is it's about 20 feet wide and so you're you're well within your movement range.
0: Okay. All right, well, then I'm just gonna you know, I didn't like seeing her try and possess bash. you know you don't go for my buddy over there, so um, I'm gonna charge over there and go in for her neck even though you know in Rationally, that wouldn't make a difference, but that's what I'm doing. I'm yeah, swinging for the head. Natty twenty.
1: What? That's a critical. That's a critical. Oh, Sweet. So th- you get uh, because you're a great weapon master. Yes. You get a free attack in yeah. addition to your extra. So attack. that's two more attacks. Yes.
0: All right. So yes. I just roll regular damage, though, right? Roll
1: re- no, no, you roll double damage. Oh. So, right. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay,
0: this better do something. <laughs> Worst rolls of the night. So eight plus six plus two. So 16.
1: That is a hit for,
0: for that eight. critical. That's okay, hit. but you
4: still have two more attacks.
0: All right. Doesn't that do something else cool and magical too?
4: I mean, that's pretty <laughs> significant.
1: <laughs> you feel a surge of energy as you slice through. You know that would have taken any living thing oh. out of business immediately. Bolstered by that, you bring your axe back through.
0: Mm-hmm. 21. That's a hit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, blast. Uh, 10.
1: With a shriek, she dissipates into shreds of ghostly green mist that just immediately filters. And suddenly you feel like uh, you know how you hear a sound and it's not till it stops that you realize that you've been hearing it? Yeah. So, like a refrigerator running or an air conditioner going. Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm.
1: You've not realized that there's been a silence all around you. As soon as the ghost dissipates, suddenly you hear the thrumming of the engines. You hear the sounds of people shouting along the length of the ship. And suddenly you realize that you were closed off from the rest of the world for this encounter. You have an older woman in the room with you.
4: Oh no! I thought it was going to go away.
1: (laughs) And suddenly Montague appears at the door are you all right?
0: I don't know.
1: And I think that's gonna be where we end this episode.
0: <laughs> Can you fetch me a cane,
1: <laughs> Monty? I love, I love it. I'm for some
0: tennis balls <laughs> <on a> <laughs> <laughs> to buddy,
1: put on the ends our of my axes. Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Whoa! No. Whoa! I wanted this to be a challenging fight, yeah. and certainly moving it into the realm of the spiritual, I think, uh, oh, made it word. much more challenging.
4: What?
0: I don't know it. Do. I can just it's imagine tears. No, this
4: Montague was like w- watching the entire time. Like, <laughs> what is? What happening? are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this <laughs> we're, old we're chick?
0: Flailing and nothing. <laughs> can't say, see she's anything. rather yeah. cute.
4: We have tics, a uh-huh. stowaway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My goodness. Okay.
3: Wow. I cannot believe huh. this.
1: So yeah, uh, a lot has happened in this episode. I love it. Including the passage of 30 years.
3: I love it. <laughs> okay. But no increase on my wisdom. <laughs> which is a zero modifier. <laughs> uh
1: you are going to get
0: a lot of points. Bash is going to level up. I hope so. 50 points.
1: <laughs> five experience points for your encounter with the ghost so
0: that's all it was just a ghost i'm thinking is this some kind of D creature it was just a ghost
1: the D creature is a ghost a
0: ghost all right
1: and a few things were revealed in this mm-hmm. again stay tuned stackers we will have a special edition episode revealing some more of farin's background in the future so stay tuned for that Let's talk through uh, Norse battle. I
4: think uh, Tira should get something for being a beast. I mean, seriously, <laughs> like, I I, I I only hit the beast. I'm sorry, I only hit the ghost twice. Uh huh. Um, but like, I just the damage that was inflicted I mean, by I Tira get, alone was we just get insane.
0: that we get that benefit in game though. The benefit was I like literally never missed her I and guess. blew her up. I mean, I'll take the experience points. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you
1: one again. Yeah. Uh, I don't like to award combat-based experience unless you do something really.
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything particularly innovative. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Still, so no. I mean, yeah. I mean, that when you're insane. when you're rolling nines and tens and getting twenties and twenty ones, <laughs> uh, that's significant. <laughs> oh goodness! And the da- I mean, she got max damage. She rolled max
4: damage like three times.
1: Twice, and Twice then once, and then, just one short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just incredible roles tonight. Good job, Tira.
4: Uh,
0: thanks. Um, 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 I mean, we were all pretty much at a loss until we <laughs> got to an actual, I don't know what else, whether Norse battle recommendations yeah, we can so, make. I mean,
1: we've got a little bit of role playing that happened. Like, Tira, you mm-hmm. describing your fear of not being able to deal with physical things. I thought that was well done. So, take another 2 for that. Yay! Other things.
4: I'd like to nominate myself <laughs> for 6 points
1: <laughs> so I can make level 10. Uh, so I can make level 10. I'm not really sure what I'm nominating myself for, but uh Yeah. No. Yeah. This is was...
0: knowledge of grog
1: <laughs> and pemmican. Yeah, And yeah.
0: pemmican. Which is probably going to get chopped out of this episode anyway. <laughs>
3: What about his thinking? Uh, Bash's thinking about using the the was it called mines? mind thrust mind on thrust on the ghost as
0: as as his as his well, go to yeah recognizing that psychic damage is going to be the more yeah take one that more, was uh, that was good
1: yay. good thinking beyond the physical. Mm-hmm. Tira realized that this was a spiritual battle and just kept with the physical anyway, and it worked. Obviously, I
0: mean she doesn't have any spiritual weapons,
1: so out of game. Um, ghosts have resistance to almost everything, so she only had eighty hit points. So you I, you ended up mm. dealing one hundred sixty four points of damage. And if she had possessed you, she would have taken control of. She, she know, wanted like you. Her oh my goodness!
0: When you that? said she's she, when you said she jumps inside you, I thought, oh no, she's going because, to take over. Yeah, I would be like hacking you all to Beast pieces. Mode, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and mean. she can
1: recharge. If, so if I roll a six on a six sider. That ability recharges
0: to stay possessed.
1: No, to give her another shot at it.
0: Oh wow, grief. yeah,
1: she got a recharge in there when she tried to get you, Bash. Man, oh man. And oh, man. Uh, yeah, that was that was touch and go. You both rolled really well on your charisma saving throws. You uncharismatic people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not my lowest stat, but it's my second.
3: To I think it stat.
1: is his. It's definitely my yeah. lowest. Yeah. Stat. So anyway,
3: it's, it's not a great stat of mine. Can I get some points for being 30 years older?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the trauma of having to age.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Well, no. she discovered
0: her instinctive magic yes, and okay. got to use some, even though she wasn't really thinking about it. Yeah, and that's so very I, true. I can only imagine in that next game is going to be like, what did I do?
4: Yeah. Okay, so let's. And she's really going to sound like that because she's 62 years old.
0: What did I do? That's a 62 year old like. Catherine <laughs> Hepburn.
1: <laughs> Okay, yeah. Why don't you take another three for that? Uh, you're, you're starting to tap into I your powers. Sh- they got some pretty good experience points at the mm-hmm. beginning of the adventure for learning to use their powers. Thank you. Let's get a recap.
0: All right. Tira is 84 points into level nine.
4: Womber Bash is 95 points into level nine.
3: Farron is 15 points into level nine.
1: Okay, good job. I look forward to our Halloween episodes because it's just fun to have like a supernatural twist. The yeah. first, remember what the first one was? Yes, it was, the, was mummy. the mummy. The mummy, second yeah. one.
4: What was the
1: second one? It was a little downplayed, but it was the giant ape. So King oh, Kong. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah that's where right. fought in the ape. midst. And now you've got ghosts. So it's just fun to work in the Halloween aspect into uh-huh. our games. And I hope you enjoyed it, Stackers. It's always fun to have a little twist and it's fun to celebrate Halloween. Wow, three
4: episodes of Halloween means we've been doing this for, I mean, this is the third year. Yeah. yeah,
0: we are in year three.
1: Stackers, again, we hope you enjoyed this time. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. If you have not done so already, it's very helpful. And you can always find us on Twitter and Instagram at stackodice or contact us by email at stack.odice at gmail.com. And we look forward to having you at our table here again next time at StackODice.
3: Trying to think here. Sorry folks.
4: Don't overthink it. Yeah, I know, just hit her again right? with the whip.